0: This is your gateway to the latest trends in the Gulf, bringing you exclusive insights and thought-provoking discussions. Welcome to AB Majlis, an Arabian business podcast. You can find our weekly episodes on Spotify and Apple podcasts. And for more exclusive content, subscribe to us on arabianbusiness.com. Welcome to this special episode of AB Majlis. I'm thrilled to have with me today, Timothy Kelly, president of Atlantis, Timothy, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: A pleasure to be here, Lisa, thank you.
0: And, I mean, this could be one of the best locations that I've ever filmed a podcast episode because, I mean, we're here at Atlantis the Royal, the world's, I think, most luxury. Ultra
1: luxury experiential resort in the world.
0: I know, what, yes. does, what does that what does that mean?
1: Uh, I think it's a fancy way for saying that uh, we are at the the pinnacle, the the tip of the spear when it comes to just the ultra luxury experience. So, it's about how we can connect to the customer versus maybe all of the different amenities and accessories around you. Although those are special as well.
0: I mean, you've done pretty well. And now it's been almost a year yes. to the day, actually, since the grand unveil of this resort. And um, it was, I mean, a spectacular weekend with all these performances. So, I want to ask you first did you get to meet Beyonce? Uh,
1: I did get to meet Beyonce. It was a a very quick but brief uh, interaction and engagement. But yes, uh, obviously we were able to spend time with Beyoncé and her team and her family. And it was really a special moment for for her to be with us uh, for a little over a week in resort as she rehearsed and prepared for the the big moment and the big reveal of the resort.
0: And I wasn't so lucky. I saw it on... Instagram stories. Um, there were a thousand, a thousand celebrities, I think, that came.
1: Uh, pretty close, yeah. We had about fifteen hundred total in attendance, and about a thousand were celebrities, influencers, key opinion leaders. Uh, a lot of you know individuals that wanted to be associated with this great, great moment.
0: Yeah, and I wanted to ask you that about that because these celebrities and special guests, they shared on their stories their experience here um and it made me really want to come here so i want to ask was going viral sort of the strategy when planning this unveil
1: yeah i I, the whole strategy really was around awareness and whenever you launch a new product a new brand you want to have awareness and so the 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 moment for us was how do we look at the history of atlantis and say okay in 2008 when we opened atlantis the palm uh the main event was the fireworks the fireworks on the fronds, fireworks that you could see from space. And so for us, we had to go up against this history, this lineage, if you will, of fireworks. And so we're like, well, we can't replicate 2008. That wouldn't look good. And so we tried to think of, okay, what is our overarching goal? And that goal was really awareness. We wanted to reach the world. We wanted everyone to know that we exist. And so for us, Beyonce was our fireworks of 2008 and 2023.
0: I mean it definitely definitely worked and I mean yeah. just being here you have stunning ocean views and this yes. the resort itself is just so stunning I mean I think you probably have the best office in the world, maybe? Pretty
1: close, yeah, pretty close. I have no complaints, yeah. but uh, no, we're, we're quite quite blessed, quite fortunate uh, to be out here obviously on the crescent of the Palm Jumeirah and to be able to, to really showcase the resort in the way that it's been showcased is, is really quite special. And I think uh, what we talk about Atlantis the Royal specifically is it's a resort that's inside looking out. And so regardless of where you are in your room, in the public space, in a restaurant, you're always inside looking out and then, even in our offices, you're inside looking out. So, even we're here, fortunate. Here yes. In
0: the, we're in the.
1: Better than being in the basement, that's for sure. 100%. 100%.
0: Yeah. And uh, I wanted to ask, because you also oversee, of course, Atlantis, the Palm, and yes. then other property in China. So, when you were growing up, did you ever expect that you would one day be leading such an iconic brand?
1: No, I, I think that uh, when I was promoted to the president and, and to this role, I, I wrote a note to my mom saying, you know, I know for a while there when I was young, it was 50 50 on how things were going to turn out for your son. Uh, but I hope that and know that you're quite proud today. And so that was really a touchy moment. So uh, for me, that's really very special. But uh, to be in this business, to be in now what is the epicenter of hospitality uh, in Dubai and to lead a brand with Kirzner uh, that's you know worldwide renowned and acclaimed such as Atlantis. I mean, that's that's quite a special achievement personally and professionally for me.
0: And when you're here at work, is that where would people find you? Do you have any favorite spots? Uh,
1: They'll find me in the office. They'll find me on the floor. They'll find me roaming around the resort. Uh, They'll find me through WhatsApp because I'll generally be sending messages or communicating, but uh, I like to be in and about and and visible. I think visibility is always very important. important. I think accessibility. Is also very important
0: i thought you were going to say the water parks
1: uh, i like the water park water parks a lot of fun actually uh, i have two small kids so they love the water park so that we were actually there yesterday enjoying the uh the little uh surfs up area with the kids so it was quite fun
0: uh, it's the world's longest slide i think uh,
1: we have the world's longest slide called shockwave which is actually over two minutes believe it or not and then we also have the largest water park in the world so we have 105 ride slides and attractions so that's quite a distinction for for us from the Guinness Book of World Records, actually.
0: Yeah. And uh, I mean, that's leads on to my next question. You've now built Atlantis the Royal, but it's next door to your first property, uh, which is kind of a risk. Do you say do you think that um, do you think one hotel will become more popular than the other?
1: What we've learned and and what was essential for us when we created Atlantis the Royal was we did not want to compete with Atlantis the Palm. And so we treat this really as Atlantis Dubai, we're one destination with really two hotels separated by the largest water park in the world. And so what was important was is that Atlantis the Palm has to have its own identity, its own energy, its own guest experience and its own clientele. And similarly, in contrast to that, we needed to build a different type of clientele and personality and soul for Atlantis the Royal. And fortunately, what we've learned is that over the course of the last year, now that we've been open, maybe only four or 5% of our guests from Atlantis the Palm have actually shifted to Atlantis the Royal. So for us, we've created a new brand that's penetrated a new market that we believe has either taken share from existing luxury resorts in the city, or that has caused travel to come to Dubai. Um, and so, from that, we think that that's really been a success for us is that we haven't cannibalized our business and actually we're able to really grow the portfolio with different guests and different clientels and really reposition the persona of what Atlantis is.
0: Yeah, because they're very unique um, properties. Yes. They don't look the same or anything like that. But would you say there are plans to connect them?
1: Oh, uh, we do want to have a better inter- interconnectivity process. Uh, throughout the resort we're looking at different ways in which to do that whether it's cable cars monorails boats uh it's certainly an intention for us where we want to have greater interconnectivity uh right now it's a little bit of a struggle because we only use shuttle buses but it's certainly in the plans for the future a delivery system that's a little smoother is certainly a a priority for us
0: yeah because it would allow you know guests to let's say come to one one resort and then just make it easier for them. To- yes.
1: Use the restaurants, use the facilities, experience the resort, see if it's for them. I, I think that that's great. We have great attractions at Atlantis the Palm for the guests that are here and lost chambers and in the water park and in different restaurants that we have at each of the different resorts. So all those things are pretty important.
0: And when it comes to Atlantis and the Palm, it's kind of become sort of synonymous uh, with uh, the, with the Palm. Right. Yes. Um, but uh, Dubai is building a new, the Jebel Jebel Alipop. yes. So can we expect another Atlantis sister?
1: I think you'll see Atlantis only remain in position where it's at today here in Dubai. We have no intention of really expanding the brand uh, other than within the destination itself. We still have another seven hectares of land that's available to us that we could uh, potentially develop something with Kersner, our parent company on, and that's something that we're looking at doing. So we're not really complete in building out Atlantis Dubai, the destination. So there's more to come. So
0: what are you planning?
1: Uh, we're still working through kind of some of the iterations of what it is that we want to do. And uh, hopefully in the next year or so, we'll be able to make some announcements with it. But uh, having this plot of land gives us flexibility to continue to grow the de- destination, to understand how we can attract new clientele and uh, and new guests into the resort.
0: Uh, yeah, and um, I know that F&B outlets have become very important for both the resorts. Like yes. Just here, there's 18, and which means, I read, that that means that there's over 50 lounges, restaurants, and cafes That's correct. across both properties. So why so many restaurants, and why is it important for the guests?
1: Well, food and beverage is a pillar for us as, as a destination, and I think one fun fact, a couple of fun facts, actually. One is we own and operate all of our restaurants at Atlantis Dubai. So we don't rent, we don't outsource, so we control the guest experience, we control the quality of the food and beverage that we provide, uh, the service that we provide, the, the staff, so our partnerships with all these different celebrity chefs and these celebrity brands are, are very important and it actually Atlantis Dubai has the most celebrity chefs of any other destination under one roof in the world. And so for, that, for us that's something special. The second point that's interesting is that we actually have 8,800 seats between the two resorts. And that's a lot of responsibility uh, for us to have. And so for us, we want variety. For us, we want to be able to appeal to a very broad spectrum of customers. And I think for us, you know, one of the priorities obviously is um, distinction in the different types of partnerships that we have with some of these celebrity brands, but then also ensuring that we deliver a great high quality level of standard in service and food presentation to our guests.
0: So which, which restaurant is the, is the busiest?
1: Which one, uh, well, I would say our, our Nobu is quite popular. Uh, our buffets actually are, are some of the most popular restaurants that we have. Actually, Saffron and Kaleidoscope. Uh, we have Gastronomy here, which is our, our dining hall, which is quite special. Uh, Milos is quite special. So they all have their own identity and their own attraction. Uh, but I would say, dependent upon what it is that you're looking for, those those are probably your your premium uh, demand restaurants.
0: And. Are there any new restaurants that you're planning in the pipeline? So to-
1: Always. Um, I think for us, you know, our mantra in Atlantis Dubai is the fact that we want to continue to evolve and we want to introduce uh, new products and uh, new restaurants that So when a guest returns to the resort a year later, they see something different, something new, something special. And so sometimes we'll do that with entertainment, sometimes we'll do that with food and beverage, sometimes we'll do that with different activations. Um, In our case, we have a couple of announcements. One is is that next year we'll have a celebrity chef with us uh, named Bjorn Fransen. He is one of the top chefs in the world. Uh, We are actually doing a very small, intimate, fine dining restaurant with him that will be 27 seats. And we hope for that to be one of the most world acclaimed uh, restaurants, particularly in the region. as well as a secondary brand with him that's currently in Harrods called Studio Fronson. So he'll be joining us in October of this year. We'll have that restaurant open, and then we have announced that uh, we have a partnership with Carbone, and Carbone is a part of Major Food Group, obviously a very, um, uh, a very high-profile social dining celebrity brand restaurant. And we are actually bringing uh, Fronson to Atlantis The Palm, and we're bringing Carbone to Atlantis The Royal. So those are two rather significant announcements for us.
0: So yeah, that would be more restaurants to try big brands <laughs> yeah uh
1: yeah big brands big names uh more seats yeah exactly. so yeah <laughs> more responsibility
0: and i saw that atlantis de royal Hosted a dinner by Heston Blumenthal and Gomeo. Yes. So will there be more of those type of collaborations?
1: 100 percent I think you know our relationship with GoMeo and uh, different types of, of accolated and, and regarded types of celebrity chefs and entities is, is quite important for us. And so uh, what Dubai has become and evolved into really, I would say post-pandemic in a big way is a gastronomy destination. And I believe that now more than ever, we are regarded as as a, a destination with high quality food, high quality restaurants. I mean, think of the different types of selections and varieties that exist in Dubai and in the region. And so for us, uh, it's important that we continue to drive those relationships with Gomeo and that we actually do a lot of uh, four-hands dinners where we'll bring in uh, highly regarded chefs from around the world that maybe are not featured here in Dubai just yet, where we can bring that level of uh, food and cuisine and palate to our customers direct. And so uh, that's important for us to do, for sure. That's a priority.
0: And it's really um, impressive that you're able to Get these celebrity chefs to also come to the resort, yes. and, and I mean that you've done an amazing job at that.
1: We can entice them. We have a lot of amenities. We have a lot of experiences that we can uh, feature and entertain them with as well.
0: I think I read there's over 90 swimming pools.
1: Uh, that is very true. Yeah, there are over 90 swimming pools just in this resort alone, between the suites and the public areas. Uh, if you took that resort wide, yes, you're probably uh, just over 100. So lot. quite impressive. A lot, a lot of, of water maintenance to manage. as well. Yes. Yeah. I'll give you another fun fact. Actually, do you know how many lifeguards we have at Atlantis Dubai?
0: No, tell we me. We have
1: 574 lifeguards.
0: Well, I mean, at least you're safe.
1: Very important. Yeah. Safety is very important. And we prioritize that. And um, and that's one of the reasons why. And so for us, having the parks and all these different areas of responsibility are very important. We have very high standards that we follow, uh, really the gold standard of Dubai with regards to that. But um, it's just interesting to see with all this coverage. That's what's required in order to make sure that we take good care of our customers.
0: Yeah, you know, it's important. And I wanted to actually ask you, um, so I know that before coming to Atlantis, you were working with MGM in in Las Vegas and last year the UAE made some big news when they announced their first gaming regulatory authority and that they're planning to build MGM. So I wanted to ask, since you've worked for MGM in Las Vegas, uh, what kind of economic impact do you foresee this having on Dubai and the hospitality and tourism sector?
1: Well, I think that a uh, great correlation with MGM, congratulations, so that's that's good. Um, it's really too early to tell, is what I would really say, because there, there hasn't been a lot of clarity with regards to, I think, the plans and the intention for the region. And I think a lot of uh, the economic elements and viability and the things that would come from that would actually come from more clarity. So I think as, as we look ahead into the future and maybe in the next year, uh, 16 months we'll, we'll have a little bit better clarity as the direction I think then we'll have a better understanding as to to what is the model? What is the intention? What is the thinking behind that and and really what will happen? I think right now? It's just too soon to tell
0: Yeah, I mean it was just announced the uh, MGM was just announced I think in December uh, So yes, um, there's still so many questions about what it's going to be like um, but it's I was- created
1: a lot of buzz for the the destination and i think that that's great it's created a lot of energy for the destination i think that's great and and i think the the more and more uh resources that want to come here and the 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 great entrepreneurs and entities that want to come here i think it's a great story but i'll give you another fun fact do you know that dubai has actually equal to i believe equal to now the same number of hotel rooms as Las Vegas. Oh, really? 150,000 guest rooms in the city. But if you think of what's very different about Dubai is that it's spread out amongst a multitude of really smaller resorts, whereas in Las Vegas you have 5,000 rooms, 4,000 rooms, 3,000 rooms, large integrated resorts. So for us, we're the largest, uh, really, I'd say conglomerate of rooms at, at Atlantis, the Palm and the Royal. Uh, but that's what's really kind of special and unique about Dubai is that actually many people don't realize is that we have the same amount of room concentration as Las Vegas
0: but also there's more experiences since there's yes since if the rooms are equal but there's more hotels because we don't have the same um, large resorts as in Vegas
1: yeah great variety and I think you have great selection and you have lots to do so I think that's what makes really this destination quite special
0: yeah and I wanted to ask you one more question about um, gaming here. Do you think other Emirates should also launch uh, gaming destinations?
1: I, I think again, it's it's too soon to tell because no one really has great clarity. So I think once we have a, a better understanding as to what is the intention, the desire, and the thinking, and and you know, there's a lot that has to go into that. I mean, I think there's a lot of responsible thinking that's required in order to make that decision and and to make that pivot into that spectrum.
0: And if it takes off, do you think it'll be a threat for Atlantis?
1: Uh, I don't see that. No, I think as an integrated resort, we stand alone in this hemisphere. And um, really, there's no one that, that, or very few, I would say, that offer the amenities and the experiences and, and really, I think, the types of services uh, that that we provide. And so we're one of a kind. We're kind of this unique special enterprise that is all things to all people. And for us, we can accommodate all different types of, of customers, all different types of clientele, all sorts of different types of wants and needs and expectations, and they can experience that all under one resort, um, under one destination. And I think that's what makes Atlantis quite special. And for us, like I tell my team, even from a marketing perspective, we stand alone really against the world in many ways we have to go out and market and sell and promote and drive we don't have an overarching brand we're not a marriott we're not on a core so we have to really go out and drive and curate um interest in our resort we have to go out and drive and curate business and and we do that then through our experiences through our special events uh through our different attractions that we feature and i think that's what makes atlantis one of a kind
0: i think um some have said that the, uh, the Atlantis, the Palm made the Palm famous?
1: Well, of course. I mean, that was the, uh, one of the, the brilliant decisions that was made was to put Atlantis, the Palm, I think at really the top of the crest and to put it center square. And I think that it's a really telling sign. And now you think of, you know, over the years, all the development now that has come into the Palm and how it's almost fully developed with both the residential as well as the, the hotel component. It's it's quite a unique space and place.
0: Yeah, I always noticed that with the traffic yes. coming onto the Palm.
1: We're managing traffic. That's one of our priorities as well. That's one of our uh, main event items for the next couple of years to also address is infrastructure.
0: And I wanted, I know that the size of hotel rooms and suites, you also have 230 residencies yes. here at uh, Atlantis the Royal. Uh, as someone who doesn't live here uh, as a resident, can you tell, I'm curious to know about what the Atlantis lifestyle is for residents.
1: Well, I think what's very unique is where in the world can you be in kind of a one-of-a-kind place, such as the Palm Jumeirah, and then in a one-of-a-kind location, which is on the Crescent, and then 30, 40 stories in the air, uh, with these beautiful views of the Dubai skyline and and the Arabian Gulf, and and that's your residence, and that's where you live, and that's your accommodation. And um, they were built with great care, they were built with great intention, and um, and designed, you know, acoustically I think quite well, and really appointed quite well. And so, as a resident, what you have is the ability to kind of have your own private life and your own private lifestyle in your home, but at the same time, if you wanna venture into Atlantis the Royal, it's quite easy to do. And so at your you know convenience, you have all of our restaurants that are accessible to you. You have all of our amenities and services that are available to you if you want. You can use you know our salons and our spas and our different facilities and uh, gyms and all those different types of things. And so our residents become our guests that check in and they just never check out. And that's really kinda of how it works with them, but uh, they're a part of our family and that's how we view them. In, in, in our way and and we're still in the early phases obviously as we still have residents that are moving in every day.
0: Oh wow yes and I know that you can you can kind a barbecue and nobu cooks.
1: Uh, that's very true. yes that we ultimately in the end as, as we still continue to find our way, we want you to be able to order from any restaurant in the resort and have it delivered to your doorstep. And your residence. And I think that would be a quite a special and unique experience that would be available to you.
0: So it's like being a hotel guest, but for life.
1: For life. For life. You check in, <laughs> but you never check out. I mean, it's the easiest way.
0: <laughs> and just finally, just to round off this episode, can you tell us a little bit more what we can expect in, in 2024?
1: Well we'll continue our mantra of just redeveloping and redefining and redesigning the resort so uh, we have a lot of improvements that are going to be made into our water park area particularly with our arrival process and uh, our ticketing plaza Uh, we are reconfiguring lost chambers and so lost chambers will be uh, is an exhibit that's been with us for with 65,000 marine mammals. It's been with us since 2008. And so we're looking at uh, really enhancing that with new technology and new features. Uh, obviously, the restaurants that we've talked about with uh, Fronson, as well as with uh, Carbone. Um, and then with that, we're also building a family entertainment center uh, here at Atlantis the Royal. So that's one of our attention is to to give our guests and, and the children that are with us here a a better experience as well. And then at Atlantis the Palm, we're building really, I think, the best kids club in the world. So, uh, at Atlantis, that Palmar, like? it, it is a lot of square feet and it has a lot of different rooms with a lot of different experiences that appeal, uh, really to, uh, to a mass audience of, of different ages and, and, uh, genres for what, what our children are seeking. So, uh, so there's a lot in the pipeline for us, but it's all centered around the guest experience and it's all about elements that the guests will see, touch and feel. And I think that, you know, for us, again, when our guests come back, in high season, let's say October of 2024, they're going to be wowed by, wow, I don't remember this being here. Wow, this is new. So for us, I think that that's what's really important. And uh, and those are really the main, main priorities for us in 2024.
0: And I also heard uh, at Cloud 22, you're... Doing a Dolce and Gabbana. Yeah,
1: we're going to continue our activation. So we have a couple of great activations. One is we have a, a, a relationship now with Dolce and Gabbana and Cloud 22, which is our infinity pool that sits on the 22nd floor of Atlantis the Royal. And that's quite a special moment. We have a little two story cabana in there that we call the House of Dolce, mm-hmm. where they actually have different fashion and accessories that are available for you to, to try on and, and experience and hopefully purchase if you want. Uh, While you're up in cloud 22, uh, we have an activation that we're working on concluding with uh, Louis Vuitton That will be I think quite special that will earmark our official one-year anniversary and be I hope the, the talk of the region if not the world And so it's those types of things that we want to continue to drive and develop our our pillars are all centered around obviously our rooms our food and beverage our wellness our retail and then our experiences. And so I'm already planning for New Year's Eve, 2024, believe it or not, and getting our entertainment lined up. Do you
0: know know who's going to be here? We have
1: a few offers out there, so we'll see, but I'm I'm hoping to have it wrapped up sooner rather than later. Every year it goes into summer and then, you know, you panic. So we're hoping to have this one wrapped up. Our goal is by April.
0: Can you tell us who you're considering?
1: Uh, Acts from the UK, I think are the top three. That's a very bad hint. I know, it's a very bad hint.
0: I can't, I can't make you guess. <laughs> so at least. Well, th- uh, I just wanna say thank you so much for joining us on AV Majlis, and it was a pleasure speaking with you. Thank
1: you very much, an honor to be with you as well. Congratulations.
0: Thank you, and thank you. congratulations on the one year anniversary. Yes,
1: yes. <laughs> good for us, thank you so much.
0: Thank you for listening to this week's episode, and thank you to all of our subscribers. Sign up to arabianbusiness.com for all exclusive content.